All right. We want to start? Yeah, we could we can we can get rocking. All right. Welcome to episode 59 of the Grindhouse podcast. I'm your host Edwin Cabrera, aka Steady Eddie. I have my co-host with me. Across the screen is my homie Chris Martin, aka Krita. What's up guys? Real quick, uh, just like and subscribe to our channel. It definitely helps us out. We've recently got to 200 and we'll talk more about that later on the episode, but uh, you know, definitely keep up in those numbers uh also we got merch for sale grindhouse.store uh we got a bunch of hoodies we got beanies uh it's cold out there so pick up some gear um so we also have our other homie our other co-host jdm john john lee what's up boy going on guys thanks for having me back shout out to y'all for making the milestone thank yeah. you thank you yeah yeah, I want to say also uh, just thank you to the fans for even getting us to 200 subs. Um, it hasn't been easy. We'll talk more about just the road to 200. But um, for all of you who have uh, supported us by subscribing, thank you guys so much. Nice. You want to get into it, Krita? Yeah, uh, let's uh, – I would say the, the, the hottest topic, uh, we can get into that. Uh, so – Alleged, so there's video evidence of this happening, but uh, Takashi uh, basically ran up on Meek Mill outside of a club, um, basically screaming at him and the, yeah, total insane moment. Um, but yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Have you seen it, John? I I watched like a small snippet of it and and I'm a, I, my two cents on this whole situation is that uh this this all seems to be another curated, you know, interaction between two artists that seemingly are struggling for attention. Um yes. <laughs> no. I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say as much on the Meek Mill side on that one, but um, I would say that like Takashi, you know, he is, this is what he does. He does like the PR stunts, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, this is like a, I don't know, like th- this has happened before with other artists as well. I mean, you can even bring up the, uh, the stitches in the, the game situation where stitches waited outside the club uh, for his, viral moment you know screaming and yelling and then he ended up getting beat up by uh the <laughs> yeah, game's right. entourage but <laughs> but like, yeah i mean it's, was it whack it's... 100 that knocked him out yeah his yeah his, his manager, manager his manager <laughs> so taught him not to do that shit um but yeah i mean this is just like these dudes that want want to get you know attention and go viral that's you know what the uh this in this specific incident taught me that was something that well as a filmmaker i obviously know about but like didn't really equate that to social media so much not no not sure if you guys know what i'm talking about it's interesting looking at and actually i uh shout out no jumper i actually caught this on their um twitter um is interesting uh meek mills cell phone video of the incident compared to takashi there's a very different story being told between the two inst- uh uh videos from each opposing party have you guys seen both videos no i have yeah you haven't john no i haven't seen it yet all right i'm gonna play this for you and also for uh those of you at home who haven't seen this yet 
All y'all niggas pussy, nigga. Let me play from the beginning. You said bitch, nigga. 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 I'll fuck you up, nigga. You said bitch, nigga. All y'all niggas pussy, nigga. So it looked like, from what I can tell in this video, I'm not sure if you guys want to clarify, if you guys see that, something I see. It looked like all those dudes are 6ix9ine security, right? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that looks like 6ix9ine security right here, right? Oh, it, it well, there's another video in it. That's definitely all a right. security guy. Yeah. All right, let's... Hey, shut up! All three of y'all guys are going you with a cop! Are we out, nigga? Look, you tight! And you with police! And you with police, nigga! Look, that nigga's a cop! That nigga's a cop, nigga. I mean that that dude who he's talking about, like, looks like he could like crush his head, like, like a fucking yeah. watermelon. <laughs> Yo, can we can we go back to what Meek was wearing for a second? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Ed. He said a push shiesty lyric in there, like. <laughs> Yo, I zoom back real quick to what Meek Mill was wearing. I want to make a point real quick. All right. Oh, <laughs> All right. Me, anybody who's wearing this outfit right here is not looking for no smoke. Okay. You coming out of a nightclub in Miami or something, you know what I mean? And he does not, that's not a confrontational like outfit. Whereas you look at like uh, 6'9. He's in a like a he's in a sweatsuit, surrounded by I don't even know how many people there are. Yeah, look at look. <laughs> they, they weren't even in the same establishment. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. I was outside waiting. That's, that's yeah. He was outside. He, he didn't go inside. Because the way they worded it was like he was like at the the same club, you know, and happened to, you know, be the outside or something. But I. Like, dude, I think he he might have got word that he was there and just fucking, you know, Pulled waited outside. I, I definitely uh, think but... it, it was absolutely, uh, in my opinion, just like Takashi right now is struggling for relevancy. He's desperate for relevance. He's grasping at the straws right now. His album flopped. He got out of jail, uh, you know, pretty much with all sort of street um, credibility taken away from him. So he has zero street cred. His album flops. He's making terrible music. There's no, it's like right now, there's like, he's on the, like an L streak. So he's just trying to drum up some views, obviously drum up some controversy, try to keep his name, you know, in the spotlight. And this is what he's trying to pull. He's trying to like get Meek Mill wrapped up in something because he got, he's got nothing working for him. So this is what he has to pull. He's got to pull this like shysty, no, no, no pun intended, but he's got to pull these shysty like moves to try to get like any sort of like social media relevancy anymore because everything else has not worked for him. He's desperate. Yeah. yeah I, I can't wait for the diss record. That's all I'm saying. The series of diss records between the two. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Was, was I, was I, did I miss, did Mick, Meek Mill already, was he already working on one? Uh, I know he, preview he it or some shit. Yeah, he he like wrapped some bars, I think, on a video like today. Mm. So, okay. well, I'll be on the lookout for any 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 of those bars, but like, I don't think it's gonna happen personally. I think people look at Takashi as a joke. 
So writing any sort of bars about like, to, I mean, everybody has the one liner, you know, like the rainbow haired, what, blah, 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 or like a rap, blah, 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 that talks about to call him a clown. And I don't whatever. think anybody's going to get going to actually dedicate a full song to Dissin Takashi. It's just like, why? He's not, yeah. he doesn't deserve it. So isn't Meek Mill still on, uh, what's that thing called? Parole or something like that, or probation? I believe he's people, off now. Well, that's what people are saying. He's right. trying to. That's what people were trying to say. Um, Takashi's trying to jam up Meek Mill. That's why mm. that's people are saying that. You know, obviously Takashi's out there not looking for. Uh, he's not looking to make friends. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah, Meek Mill is obviously he's. he's um, I'm not sure like where he's at with the whole parole situation. I know obviously it was a bad situation for a long time. I'm not sure if they ever. Amended that or not, but you know, it, regardless, it, it you know, it, it is like Takashi is trying to, you know, get homie tied up in something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh, also, uh, did you see that Riff Raff uh, wants to box Takashi? Yeah. <laughs> he like released a video of uh, him boxing and shit. I have not. <laughs> so, wait, one second. Where, where did you see that? Uh, I sent you the video, but. Uh, <laughs> On Instagram, oh. I can, where, I can, where, <laughs> where's Riffraff been? I got it. I where's Riffraff been for the last year? Like 2020 <laughs> should have. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Dude came out of left field. Like he's a, little, he's a little late. A little late for sure. You put. Uh, I'm not impressed with his moves. I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> why, why does Riff Raff always refer to himself as anything but Riff Raff? He's Jody High Roller, and then he refers to himself as Dale Dan Tony. <laughs> Hello, 69. I see that you like to attempt to start fights with real artists that have police records to where if they were to kick your ass in a parking lot, then they would go to jail and fuck their money up. So I, Dill Dan Tony, which no felony record, would like to turn the tables and play your game with you, as well as up the stakes. I challenge you, 6ix9ine, in the boxing ring for $1 million cash. We both put a $1 million in a glass case at a pay-per-view event, and the winner takes all. I will be training starting today, and I will suggest that you do as well. I will give you three months of training as well. See you in the ring, you little mosquito. Oh, and did you really think I could steal my my rainbow braids and shark grills and then not have to eventually pay the Prada Piper? Good luck, 6ix9ine. We'll be, six, we'll be 69ing the announcers table when I, when I, <laughs> when I know you to the rope. Sorry, when I threw you through the ropes. I don't know. Yeah. This guy is uh there is no running now. This will happen. Wow. Time to pay the piper. I think okay. Yeah, so, that's... is this quite happening? Yes or no? 
I, I'm voting yes. I, this I think it will. I mean, I mean, dude wants to be relevant. Like both parties want to be relevant, you know, and that's that's their way to do it. Is you know, box each other. Um, yeah, I think it definitely could happen. Yeah, I don't think Six Nine should be sitting outside a club waiting for Meek Mill to roll up. I think he should be challenging uh, Riff Raff over here to a celebrity boxing match. That's where the that's that's actually where he can make some money. I mean, his, yeah. I mean, I don't see Takashi being. I can see him selling another fifty thousand records to thirteen year old fans, and that could last him maybe like if he puts out an album in the next two years. I think in three years he's going to be a bunch of nobody. So he better cash mm-hmm. it now with this boxing match while he has a chance because three years from now there won't be a million dollar match for him you know yeah yeah i will we'll have to wait and see what happens but i mean even like with the whole like uh what is it thriller like they did a like their celebrity boxing so it's definitely there's an avenue for them to go in um that's where i think it's gonna happen for sure i think trailer's gonna pick that up yeah if they were smart they they would definitely do it so well, look at what entertainment has turned into. It's now let's pin artists against each other and like, like versus battles and like boxing matches. Like it's everything. Like <laughs> It's like a gladiator <laughs> arena type thing. Yeah. That's all we have to look forward to now, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next thing. Um, so Sci High the Prince uh, says his car flipped over and crashed after he was shot at in Atlanta. Uh, and that happened, I believe, on Friday. So he had this long statement that he, he released on his Instagram. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty fucked up. So, Absolutely. Did you see the pictures of the car accident? Yeah, it looked horrible. Yeah, I think, the, well, the car, like, flipped over and shit, like. Yeah. Man, as, as a big Sky High fan, I was I was pretty uh, uh, sad to see that. You know, yeah. he had, you guys read his full post about how, like, uh, they chased him down, shot him, he crashed the car, and then they came back and kept shooting. That's um, crazy. What, what is Sky? I mean, who's targeting Sky High like that? What is Sky yeah. High? God damn. Word. And I mean, even in his post, he said, he's like, dude, I haven't been in the streets for over a decade. Like, you know, um, and it, the sounds of it, it, you know, he just wanted, he wants some closure from all of this. Like, um, like, and I, obviously I don't blame him. And he you know, clearly doesn't want any problems. He just, you know, he wants to know like why someone would do that. Um, that truck is messed the hell up. That's you- yeah. Fucked up. Do you guys do you guys remember the uh, DJ Envy situation? No, I don't. What what happened in that situation? <clears throat> it was kind of something similar, but not as extreme. Which is, uh, Envy had gotten chased down um, by like fake police. He thinks it was probably just an attempted carjacking, mm-hmm. and he was also. Um, I I know I only thought about it because I saw that this was also I think a Rolls Royce truck, and uh, it. It sounds like it could have just been a situation where he was just a dude driving in a nice, expensive truck. They're probably just trying to. This is me speculating. I don't know if this is the case, but you know, you see a guy driving a truck. Don't matter who it is. You probably just wanted to, you know, carjack him and get the money or something like that, right? Um, it's a similar situation, but I think Envy got away um, as opposed to where Sci-High got really messed up. Yeah. And, um, you know, it could just been a situation where, like, dude was just in a really nice truck, and like I said, they 
they wanted it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, this is, the pictures are crazy. Like, this is absolutely <clears throat> nuts. I'm going to read this post real quick. I mean, it's a kind of long-winded one, but let me see what uh, Saha is saying here. Today is a day about love, but in my city, the city of Atlanta, there's no love here anymore. A couple nights ago, there was an attempt on my life. Somebody tried to gun me down on the highway. I tried everything I could to lose them, but they were adamant about taking me off this earth. They were shooting at me while I was driving, and even after my car flipped, hit a pole, and crashed into a tree, they came back and shot the car up some more. At this point, I don't know if it was a mistaken identity, a robbery, or associated with something that I did when I was younger, but I haven't been in the streets for in over a decade. I just want to know why and if there is anything I can do to fix the issue. I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have tremendous love for my city, but it's chaotic out here. I'm trying my best to keep a level head, but when you don't know who is after you, it's hard to wrap your mind around it and not be paranoid. By the grace of God and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I am still here. I just want to let people know who were trying to kill me that I am not a bad person. I don't want revenge. I just want understanding and closure. So everyone that's in Atlanta right now, please protect yourself. Stay out of harm's way um, because it could be over in a split second. I understand there's a lot of beef going on in the city between different crews that is fueled by music, but it is time that we all have to sit down and have a peace meeting. There are too many lives lost over music. I know I'm not king of my city or nothing, but real dealers, I won't say no names, but you guys know who you are. You are all extremely blessed to have the careers that you have and be able to feed your family and loved ones. It's time to stop the violence in Atlanta. I don't have all the answers and I definitely don't have the power to make it stop, but I do feel like somebody got to step up and say something. So much love to every artist, label, hustler, crew in my city. Please let's resolve our problems. We don't have to kill each other, man. Shaking my head. Thanks, Atlanta. I wrote this letter to y'all with my tears in my E. Ah, man, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And I think, I don't know what's <clears throat> happening in Atlanta right now, but there has been a lot of, uh, you know, just from the King Vaughn thing, um, you know, obviously this, I mean, there's been a whole, a, a couple, few other situations. There's been a lot of. Um, like, I, I mean, just a couple of months ago, like Benny the Butcher was in a similar situation. That was, that was Houston, though. That was Houston. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just I'm saying, saying, I'm saying hip hop artists in general totally. are dealing with this, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hip hop, yeah. I think hip hop in general. I don't know. It, it, there was a while I feel like where, where I mean, you know, you things happen here and there, but not in the the rate that it's been happening at lately. You know, because even you talk about Lynn. Lynn, we had a little bit of a shooting during a music video. Oh, like this, I don't know what's happening in hip hop lately, but uh, I I would think maybe it's the young generation that's like a little bit looser with the guns. I don't know, but um, I'm with Sci High on this one. What the fuck is happening? Like, yeah, that, if, if he's that's been crazy. Reach for ten plus years. Why is somebody like that? What he described sounded like a scene from a movie. Like, yeah. who's trying to gun yeah. Sci High like that? My piece on it is, uh, you know, we're going through that whole pandemic thing right now. There's a lot of people out of work. But also, I think um, the whole being a rapper, you naturally kind of have this aura of, you know, perceived, I guess, uh, success or just having money, right? I don't know how much other ways I could put it, but maybe these rappers are just getting targeted or music industry folks are getting targeted just because of that. Um, you know, if, you, if you're driving through a town in a Rolls Royce truck or you shoot a music video, there's somebody who's out there who's hungry. They just happen to have a gun. You know what I mean? It doesn't take a whole lot 
for them to kind of find a really, you know, any reason to try to just go make a dollar real quick to catch a, what is the phrase, catch a lick um, off of somebody. You know, I, I think there's a lot of just that happening within hip hop and maybe we're just seeing it. Like, it, I don't think any of these situations all connected. It's just motivated by probably the same things. It's just like, the, you know, it's a tough time for everybody. So it's just coming out of desperation. I, I, yeah. could, I could be completely wrong about this. Um, so this is me just fucking, at this point, just uh, gossiping. But um, I think that with all, like, Pretty, you touched on the fact that this has been happening throughout hip hop, and I agree with you. I I wanted, I guess, more talk about specifically Atlanta. I'm feeling like this has been happening in Atlanta a lot more recently than I'm, I guess I'm used to hearing. Um, and I think that it, because we all hear of Atlanta being like the hub for artists, being very artist friendly, being being very communal. Different crews mess with each other. Like everybody's always like you know, like extending their hand to somebody else that's younger than them or just coming up or whatever. Um, I feel like what we're hearing now is almost like the drawback of success in a sense. I, you know, it's not like I'm shit talking, but what I'm saying is Atlanta's getting money right now. Atlanta's getting some serious money right now. There's a lot of really popular acts. You can say hip, like Atlanta right now is like uh, the mecca of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I don't know too many people that would argue. Obviously, everybody always brings up New York, but Atlanta right now is where the hits are coming from. Um, and so maybe, just maybe, there's a lot more people getting money than before and a lot more people, I guess, in these rooms or feel like they deserve to be in these rooms. And so, whereas before, everybody was trying to make it up and it was more communal. Now, it's like, you know, it's it, it, times have changed a little bit where, where maybe people have gotten their money and have gotten their... Uh, I don't know. Like they, they, they're maybe in a different phase of success than they were before. I'm not sure, but I find it interesting. I think that I've been, I've he, hear little things here and there about certain, certain crews. Like we've heard about quality control and their internal, you know, beef. We we hear about internal beef with with a lot of Atlanta artists, but they, the, what 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 they do so well in Atlanta is like when they do have beef, you you don't hear too much about it in the outside. They handle it in house, but. I'm I'm curious about what is really happening, you know, under the hood because it's I'm it's a lot of a uh, lot of questions um, and not a lot of answers, you know. Mm-hmm. Is he doing all right? Do Do we know about that? He's... That's a good question. Yeah, I think he's good. Um, but I mean, think about like the PTSD from from that situation. Like that's gonna sit with him for forever, you know. I mean. Mm-hmm. That was awful. So, dude, you got shot at while driving. Imagine how horrifying that is in the on the highway. Imagine how horrifying getting shot at on the highway, and then crashing because obviously, like you're panicking driving <clears throat> on the highway, and then yep. the person comes back to shoot you while you've crashed. That like, yeah, man, he's gonna need some serious therapy after that. That's I don't yeah. care who you are. That's like that's a harrowing experience. A horrible yeah. experience. How, it, how much? Go ahead, John. Okay. You can go ahead. All right. All right. I was gonna just say, like, how much do you guys listen to Sci High's music or ask rather? Uh, I I guess I don't. I'm not. Sci High isn't like the top of my fucking hip hop list, but mm-hmm. I love I love No Dope on Sundays. That yeah. was, when did that come That's a good album. The album, yeah. Yeah, that I, was, I I. I yeah, I, I listen to that album a lot still. 
right? Oh yeah. And and I'm I'm thinking back to there's a lyric in here that he says something about, um, you know, um, it's like it's basically along the lines of like they would, um, do a shooting just to send a message, kind of thing. Uh, it talks about like the Durango or something like that in one of his songs. I can't recall right now, um, totally. But it's you know he talked about yo I've been out of the streets for a decade, so on and so forth. But I don't know if you know, this is again speculating and like you said, like just kind of like thinking about like uh, what situations could occur. Maybe it has something to do with some of the things he talked about in his music, you know, like reminding people that's what happened at the time. And this is just more so of like a, a due date for the retaliation of that type of thing. Damn. I mean, that's a, I, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I guess it's never um, too late to retaliate if that's the case, because he, like he said in the Instagram post, he hasn't been in the streets for ten years. So like, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. But yeah, I I hope I uh, hope he's good, and you know I I hate seeing uh, this shit. It sucks, but all right, let's move on. Um, let's hit on. Uh, so is. Uh, so the, there's this thing that Soldier Boy's been saying that you know he's basically the founder of like going viral. Um, what's everyone's thoughts on that? Do you think he's the actual founder of doing this shit? I, as for for me, my vote is for the guy that does unforgivable. That's the viral king for me because that that was the for me that was like the first viral video I've ever witnessed. Yeah. So I don't know about Soldier Boy being, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, he's made, like, he's definitely part of, like, that whole, like, internet, like, rap thing. Like, yeah. Like, he helped push that forward, definitely. Like, he's part of that. Um, but as for, like, someone that is, like, you know, like, is the, the god of going by, it's nah. Like, he hasn't been relevant for, like, like, a, like 10 years now. Like, yeah i mean i mean uh i think uh he in his own right is uh is a legend in, in hip-hop um i i know i heard a lot of people talk about how uh he's put on um, like soldier boys actually put on a lot of people before they ever blew up and he was kind of like their big homie of the south um so there's some truth behind i guess his he, him knowing the formula of getting attention right i mean like he had us doing the soldier boy like crank that dance like back in the day like everybody knew about that song um yeah. and then he had a whole bunch of hits after that uh, i but in terms of like king of going viral and stuff like that i mean like i guess what kind of like viralness is he talking about is it just purely going viral because there's not a whole lot of positive outcome of <laughs> going viral ever. yeah especially in the, in the la like in the last like probably like 10 years i mean maybe he's been in the news for like just like weird shit he said but like that's about it <laughs> like well, i would mm-hmm. say see if he had worded it differently and said that he's the first like hip hop like whatever to go viral i may want i might want to give him that i might want to give him that but the first he said it seems like he said the first like he's he invented going viral that's not true yeah yeah that's not true maybe the first hip-hop artist to go viral because i remember like was that soldier boy song that was pretty viral right i mean but that was Mm -hmm. a song like what what instance i can't remember what instance he went viral but i i like 
there was before Soldier Boy wasn't um let's see. Oh Soldier Boy what came on oh six, oh five, oh six. Yeah, I think sounds so, about yeah. right. Like I said, he might be he might have gone viral in the hip hop realm and maybe that's what's coming fame, but yeah, no, there mm-hmm. was there was a lot of other viral moments before Soldier Boy came around, I believe. Like yeah. I said, Unforgivable was a oh four, oh three, I think. Yeah. I mean, even through the nineties you had rappers already going viral about a whole bunch of stuff. Um hip hop I don't think is nothing new about going viral over bad news. Right. Because yeah. I even think of like like fifty cent. Like when he was beefing with like Rick Ross in the game, like like he was shooting all those like like little like vlog type videos and shit mm-hmm. like that. So um yeah. Like, and I, I still say Joe Budden is the king of going viral. Yeah, I mean uh, Joe as Budden a rapper, as a rapper. Yeah. I'm I'm not 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 comparing rapper like just specifically in rap, I st- mm-hmm. I, I I still think Joe Budden is better at going viral than Soldier Boy. Because Soldier Boy has his moments, you know, the Drake. Drake! Definitely yeah. a moment. I'll give him that. That's <laughs> yeah. a viral moment. He's got a few of those, but you can't be Joe Budden throwing rocks at a bunch of kids. Like, or Joe Budden <laughs> sliding down uh, an escalator, screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, there's so many random Joe Budden moments where you just like, this guy's a trip. Yeah, yeah. Joe Budden make it so difficult to be a Joe Budden fan. Like, I feel like my whole life I had to like justify how I only listen to his mixtapes. <laughs> like, like everything else he does, it makes it so difficult to be a Joe Budden fan. <laughs> I think now it, you know, he's redeemed, you know, himself as like. Because obviously, like, he's got the podcast, he's got the network and stuff. So, I mean, he's doing his thing now. I yeah. feel like he, he found his, like, like the thing that he he loves to do and he's really good at, and, you know. But He's in front of the camera and getting attention without all the negativity of the ways he used to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He still gets in trouble, though, but... Uh, not Not like that, though. Not like... Well, he's like, getting paid for it now. He's getting—he's making bones off it now. Before it was just—he was just—he's yeah. just doing random dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Budden chasing down kids with rocks in his hands at a white beater is crazy. Like, <laughs> he's mad. He was real mad. He was super and, mad. <laughs> but like, I also don't know what it's like to like be a celebrity and like deal with like people like hounding you and like like fucking with you so yeah well, i mean i feel like you wouldn't handle it well Krita. i feel like probably not and that's why that's why i, I think i'm de- that's <laughs> that, that's why i think i'm defending joe right now because because I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly yeah i probably wouldn't handle it well either so I know, I know it's not on a subject list, but have y'all like followed at all about what's going on with Britney Spears and this whole canceled Justin Timberlake de- I, debacle? I haven't heard of the canceled Justin Timberlake, but I gotta watch that documentary on Hulu about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole saving Britney thing, right? Um, I I don't know too much about it, but I I kind of believe it because like Chris, you made a good point about. If you, like we don't know what it's like to be like a famous artist who everybody is looking at you kind of like a Taylor Swift like we don't know how crazy she actually is in real life kind of thing yeah um but it reminds me a lot of that where like 
you know, people are saying that Britney Spears had a whole bunch of controlling situations with her father or something. And Justin Timberlake basically is getting canceled right now because they're finding out that he made up the whole thing about how she cheated on him. Are you uh, serious? I, yeah, dude, it's crazy. He Damn. made that up? Yeah, apparently he made that up and like was just basically fueling the fire of the, you know, the smear campaign of uh, Britney Spears, I believe. What a piece of shit. Wow. Right? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously it's like inspired conspiracy shit so like we don't know but like i mean i definitely believe that her dad like controlled like her money shit i I don't think that it's conspiracy at all critta to be honest with you i mean you you, there's court papers we like there's oh no i'm no i'm not saying that i'm saying like the justin Timberlake thing like if he intentionally did that like knowing that it would like fuel the 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 okay. campaign against her yeah, i was gonna say we've seen this before right there's a really good movie about the um the lead singer of the beach boys uh dennis fucking oh god i'm forgetting his last name it's called uh i believe it's called mercy um from the song from his song um that uh, it's the movie stars like paul giamatti and um and john cusack the movie's crazy but like this this is not something that is new in hollywood handlers are something that um you know, the Hollywood elite, uh, like, deal with. I mean, you, you know, it's funny, like, handlers sometimes I think are, are completely normal society, for example, like, you know. Well, sports does sports does Exactly, that. sports yeah. have handlers. I, I found that out. I didn't know they called them handlers, but, yeah, like, you know, these people are there with the basketball players or whatever to make sure yeah. they're getting everything they need because the players have to worry about sports. And I'm sure in, uh, you know, in the world of, of stardom and celebrity, it's probably the same thing. Like you need these people's handlers to be able to, you know, get you the things that you need that you wouldn't be able to get yourself because you're fucking a huge celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in certain cases, like in the, the movie, I, like I said, if you guys have a chance to watch it, watch it. It's really good. Um, you know, that could be when your handler slash manager or whatever has a lot of power, like in your business dealings that could really backfire and screw you over. And, uh, you know, in Britney's case, like the fact that her father is also like kind of overseeing her funds. That's like, I mean, you think about like child abuse and I know Britney's obviously a, a 39, 40 year old woman. She's not a child anymore, but um, if there's, if that's, if what they're saying is true and I've seen, I don't know if you guys are on Britney's Instagram at all. She's the girl's got, the lady's got the mind of a, of a, of a, what seems like a 13 year old. Yep. Something's wrong. Something's obviously wrong. And um, um, well, yeah, I'm sure when you become a celebrity at su- such a young age, you don't really quite develop, um, you know, like just the other human skills that we have to have, like, you know, feeding yourself and like being, you know, just doing adult shit, you know. Well, I, I, Brittany's a little weirder than that. I agree. But Brittany's a little weirder than that. I don't know. Have you checked her, her Instagram, Krita? I haven't. All right. Yeah. But with you saying Ed, that, I definitely talking, will. Yeah. Keep talking while I pull up a video of Britney's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Ed, I agree with you. She is off her rocker. Um, oh, geez. I don't, I don't know if it's because of like the abuse <laughs> or just like you know the child um, stardom type of thing. Because we see the same thing with like Michael Jackson and all those other like child prodigies, like Justin Bieber to an extent. Like that dude's kind of, kind of wild too. Um, yeah. I wonder if there's a study out there about if you were a child star, if there was like like a lack of like you know cognitive development that occurred because 
you're just you know treated as a god basically your whole life basically a product you know you're you're essentially yeah you're you're there to to make profits um mm-hmm. so oh geez <laughs> a little confusing for me i love sharing the moment we've all been waiting for last week the super bowl i was so excited but honestly i was rooting for kansas city but i was also rooting for the other team so it was a little confusing for me i love sharing what what she didn't even name the other team, but she was rooting for the other team. Let's 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 see more. Let's see what what else she's got. Oh yeah, dance routine. She she somehow like her whole page reminds me of just like that the weird people from like your your high school that you just like realize you're still Facebook friends with, but you have no <laughs> connection to. <laughs> Yo, that, I mean, you're right. <laughs> you're right on the money. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you're basically only paying attention to see the trade wreck. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. that's a fact. That's a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this, I don't know. I don't get, like, what is this supposed to be? Is this interpretive? This is, what's the type of dancing called? What is this? So for our audio listeners, we're watching a video of uh, Britney Spears dancing on her Instagram. She's not very good, which kind of like, I mean, you think about like, what was that? Oops, I did it again. You know, like those are, you, you, when you look back at those moves, now that I've seen Britney dancing and, and I realize that she can't dance to save her life. When you look at Oops, I did it again, you realize it's just a bunch of TikTok-y moves. It's there's not really a lot of talent with, with the oops I did it again. There's just a bunch of TikTok sequences. So it was TikTok before TikTok. It really existed. is. T- oops I did yeah, it again. That- TikTok before TikTok. There's no, there's no real there's no Chris Brown type dancing in that. There's no Michael Jackson. This is just stupid synchronized like TikTok shit. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, Ed, how much time did you spend dissecting the choreography of Oops, I Did It Again? (laughs) (laughs) I I, It literally is just hitting me now watching Britney dance that she can't dance. And then it made me think of Oops, I Did It Again. I was like, wait, they weren't really doing crazy in that video. They weren't really doing crazy moves in that video. Nah. Because why do you need crazy moves when you got a chick dressed up as like a schoolgirl? I think Britney Spears was like 15 years old in that video or something like that, right? Yeah, we're... shit was really fucked up back then. Weird, man. All right, we should probably move it along. What else we got? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, unfortunately, we have to talk about something uh, a lot more serious. Um, so Nicki Minaj's father uh, passed away in a hit-and-run accident. Um, so super awful. Um, I can't imagine what she's going through because that was completely unexpected. Um, so I don't really have much to add other than, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, thoughts and prayers are with Nikki and her family. Um, it seems like she's had a very hard time yeah. uh, with her family. Uh, her brother is a convicted uh, pedophile. Father has just been essentially murdered by somebody. Um, yeah. I hope that they find whoever the fuck 
you know, would do something like that. Yeah, I hope she gets yeah. some closure on the situation because she's been that's having terrible here. And I think maybe that's why she's settling down, having a family because like like her her life has been because she was with Meek, you know, a few years back, and then that whole situation was crazy. And he goes to jail, so it's like yeah. For, for her, I feel like for for Nikki, it's been like one thing after another. Uh, yeah, I feel bad. I mean, I'm not the biggest Nicki Minaj fan, and I definitely don't like like her personality. She's very like diva. I just don't really like that type of like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, it's not for me, but um, I I feel for her, man. Like anybody yeah. in the situation, I feel for. So um, thoughts and prayers is all I gotta say. It sucks, and I hope that they find whoever would be fucked up enough to hit somebody, kill them, and flee the scene without, you know, like. Come on, man. That's I hope they find that person. They go to jail. That's fucked up. Yeah. So it yeah sucks, and I, I like I said I, I hope uh, they figure some shit out. But um, all right, so let's move on to uh, the last thing that we have. Uh, so we reached two hundred uh, subscribers on our YouTube. Uh, it's taken us a while to do it. Um, yeah, let's talk about the road there. All right. So. Uh... First thing, so I want to talk about Frito. So maybe some things we may have learned along the way to 200. I'll say the first thing that I learned at 200, and you guys can very easily tell uh, if you go on the Grindhouse uh, Recordings YouTube channel. We've how many videos do we have up on the channel right now? Like, I mean, there's a lot of videos we put. I want to say in the 70s. Yeah, there's a lot of videos that we put out. Um, one thing I've learned is that. You know, chasing the algorithm is, uh, I don't know, not to say it's a fool's mission, but we've done, you know, 55 plus podcasts, you know, a bunch of other content. And, uh, you know, it's been a struggle to even get to 200. So, so this whole, like, you know, get to a certain point and that algorithm starts to really kick in. That's a lot e tougher. That's yeah. a lot easier said than done, but it's a lot tougher to actually do because um, you got to keep creating content even through it all. Like, you know, yeah. we can hit 200 now. Uh, we started doing the podcast uh, July of 2019, I believe. Yeah. And um, in, in before that, we were, I think we were just like putting up music videos and stuff like that. So it's like it, 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 it takes a while to, to even hit a, a stride. It's a grind for sure. It's great. Don't get me wrong, but fuck, it was hard. Yeah. And I, I mean, I hear like the first thousand is the toughest. And like, once you get past that, it's a lot easier to, to get people and, and get kind of caught into that algorithm. Um, so hopefully, we, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, we can keep going and keep getting those numbers up. But by, by this rate, we'll reach a thousand in about 2027. So <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully we'll get some good content up there where, where, you know, we get a little bit of a bump. So what, what I will say is in, for anybody who's out there, who's interested in starting a, their own podcast or um, whatever the case is, one thing that I say absolutely works and that you should uh, think about uh, just utilizing your videos as cheesy as it sounds, it absolutely needs to be done. You got, you got to do an ask. You got to do the ask at the beginning of your video Yeah. because people never, ever remember to subscribe. People never remember to like. 
unless you remind them to. And sometimes I actually like when I'm watching a YouTube video and I really like the YouTube personality I'm watching. I actually like when they re remind me to subscribe and like, because sometimes I don't remember to subscribe to the video. And because I click away from it, that video or that person, that personality might not pop into my feed again. So I actually yeah. like when I'm reminded to subscribe and like the video because it reminds me that, oh yeah, I do enjoy this person. I should subscribe and like, because then I'll see their content more. Um, so I, like, don't be afraid and don't be ashamed to ask for people to like and share and subscribe to your video because people will not remember otherwise. And that, that's one thing I, I, we didn't do that at first with our podcast. Like our first, I forgot when we started like doing yeah. ask at the beginning of the podcast, but it took at least 30 podcasts to get to that point. Yeah. And now our, it's like, it's part of what we do, you know, it's, it's like, we, and we need people to subscribe, you know, we need people yeah. to, to like it. So we've embedded it into our intro, but also I, I personally, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if we have any numbers analytics that we can pull up, but after we begin integrating that beginning uh, of the video, we ask for subs you know subscriptions, share, like whatever our numbers have gone up. So there's, I, yeah. I think there's an absolute correlation between doing that ask in the beginning, getting it out of the way, reminding people to, to, to subscribe and um, an increase in followership. Because like I said, we did at least the first 30 podcasts with forgetting because we tried to remember to do the ask at the beginning every time and we would always forget yeah. uh, just because we didn't care enough to, to really kind of follow through with it. Or we uh, felt like weird, like asking yeah, people just, to like, it's, it's, to, it feels the same you know, as engage like, with us. Like it just felt weird. Yeah. It feels the same way as like somebody asking for money. It just it feels weird, but once you get used to it, you you it, it becomes it just rolls off the tongue and and people I think I don't know appreciate you for reminding them. I always feel appreciated. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always uh, am appreciative when people remind me to subscribe when I like a video. So. Yeah, definitely. Don't be afraid to do that. That there's definitely a, a plus side to doing it, as we can as we can uh, attest. So what is, I guess, like, a, you guys hit 200 and we're talking about all the milestones and the learning that it took. First of all, congrats to you guys. 200 people in one room would be a pretty scary audience to talk to, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. That's a lot of people listening every time. Um, but, you know, I'm obviously still new to this, but I'm just wondering, you know, for you guys, now that you hit this milestone, right, what are the... I guess like the next things that you guys want to get to and how do you, would you achieve it? You know, how do you guys um, plan to achieve it? I, I think uh, uh, I'll speak a little bit on this and, and, you know, this is something I mean, Edwin, I've been talking about, but just like, like improving, like some of the, like, sort of like elements on our channel. So like adding, you know, an intro uh, to the podcast, you know, adding like different assets to like, like, basically a rundown of all of our topics, adding that to like, you know, the, the video template. Um, so just, yeah, just like upgrading some of the, some of the visuals. Yeah. I think there's also, we've also talked about content. Um, yeah, that too. Um, and so I've been focusing, like, I, I think, I don't know if I made this announcement yet, I guess this is a perfect time to make an announcement because you teed it up for us perfectly, John. Um, we're working on a mini doc series on, on Lynn hip hop. Um, and that's something we're going to be working up throughout the year. Um, it's been a little slow going to begin the year just because of COVID and there's been a, some, a few hiccups, but you know, we've been trying to reach out to hip hop artists in Lynn and schedule interviews um, just so we can 
work create a documentary on Lynn hip hop that isn't it like a feature length documentary that people can take in in bite sized pieces via our YouTube channel. Um, so um, we'll keep you posted on that. We are working on a mini doc now. Um, I, I will share more news about that later on. Um, but for right now, um, you know, hang on. We definitely have more content coming other than podcasts. Um, yeah. But uh, thank you, John, for teeing that up. Because, uh, yeah, we've, we've definitely been working on, you know, tidying things here and there and figure out more ways to integrate and build interest and engagement with our audience. And, um, yeah, there's more. We definitely have some things coming. So. Cool. Def- definitely some stuff in the in the queue. So. Cool. So, <clears throat> so I, I feel like I'm just interviewing you guys now since y'all always <laughs> interview other people. All right. So I, I love, uh, I, I really love talking to different creators and, you know, content um, developers and even business owners and stuff, because we're all at different points in our progress. You know, we all have different goals and whatnot. And I, you know, looking at what you guys have achieved, I mean, you know, you got Grindhouse gear now, y'all did shows, y'all have artists signed, all that good stuff, right? Um, in the in the growth of the beginning to the where you guys are at today, celebrating this milestone, what are some key things that um, stand out to you guys as like big wins that made y'all keep going? Like what were happy moments? I think honestly, when artists speak highly of us, you know, and they, they fuck with us and they want to work with us to me, that's what like, it reminds me like, okay, we are doing something good here and you know, we have to keep, keep doing it. So. Yeah, I, I would say that I, I, I agree with Quitter. That's absolutely a big part of what keeps us um, going is like um, the artist support. You know, we, we get so much support from artists appreciating the fact that we're even taking the time to reach out to them about their music, you know, because it's not like a lot of people are doing it right now. I think I, in the future, uh, I know I'm going off topic a little bit, but I'll, I'll try to bring it back in. But like in the future, I would love to see more media related, um, you know, brands, companies, whatever within Lynn, you know, um, and it, it's cool that Grindhouse, like we're kind of one of the uh, one of the first people like in that kind of realm to like really kind of highlight Lynn hip hop artists and give them a forum to come in and, and get to, you know, people to know them and listen to the music and stuff like that. But I really hope in the future that more people start doing this, whether it be a podcast, videos, little documentaries, whatever it is. I think that we have a lot of really talented artists and I don't think we have enough people highlighting, you know, why people should listen to those artists. And I think that, um, uh, you know, to make this scene, this culture, this Lynn hip hop culture bigger than it already is. I think we need a mixture of both the artists and also the people who help promote these artists. So um, I'm really proud of that. I just think that artists, you know, giving us our flowers um, and showing us appreciation is uh, probably one of the best feelings ever because it's not, we don't, Kurt and I don't do it for money, obviously. Yeah, obviously like, yeah. Um, but. So, so the only thing that we really are getting from it is just, uh, I guess in the, in the sense, like just respect from the community, you know? Um, so that's really all we're doing it for. I think in terms of moments that have really like resonated with me or um, that stick out in my mind. Um, third, first thing is, is uh, our show. You know, it's a little, yeah. you know, it's unfortunately we only got to do one last year because of COVID. I'm really glad that we were able to do that one. Um, Cause I, I've been ever since that show, I've been wanting so badly to do another one. 
and we haven't been able to because of COVID. But it, like, if had we not done that one show, I'm not sure if I would have because you know, obviously, I, I think there's things in that show we could have improved on and, and done better. But because it was our first one, I thought we did a, a pretty good job. Um, you know, had we never had done that though, I'm I don't, I'm not sure I would have the like uh, angst I do now of wanting to do another one. You know, I'm, I'm really excited because I know how well that first one went and what we did right and what we did wrong, um, that I'm very much want to do the second one. Um, yeah. so I'm really grateful for that. Obviously, the performances were really great in the show. I love the cypher um, that, that happened in the show. And just in general, that was a really good moment, I think, for Lynn Hip Hop and especially for Grindhouse. Like, that was a great moment for us. Um, and yeah, that was uh, probably my favorite moment of Grindhouse so far was that that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, that that was definitely a, a big moment for us because, like, people like literally, because like, obviously a lot of the those people like they knew us from the podcast or whatever, or interviewing their their artists or whatever. Um, but yeah, just having people in a room, like you know, having our grindhouse like backdrop, and it was just dope to to see it all like come together in like one night. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to do more of that stuff. Um, hopefully, you know, we can get out of this COVID shit and uh, we can have an actual uh, like an event or something uh, soon. So we'll see. Work. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm super proud of you guys, honestly. Y'all doing a good thing out there for like, you know, the hip hop community in general. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of people ahead of y'all and a lot of people are going to come after y'all too in terms of paving the way and like I think this podcast especially with everything you guys have done with the interviews and just bringing the light of all these local artists it's, it's major you know what I mean it's, it's our own little like cluster of a kind of like a XXL magazine for XXL you know yeah. um comes into play so I think I think that's still good uh, it's really honestly like pretty cool shit to see Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate um, that. so I guess uh the last question I got for you guys is just, you know, y'all talked about the future. Y'all talked about, you know, um, what y'all trying to do next, uh, all that good stuff. I mean, what's your, uh, I guess, uh, it's a good, uh, milestone and a, a bookmark section right here, right? 200 followers episode, whatever episode this is, you know, like, uh, I guess like, what do you want to say to uh future you when y'all look back at, you know, when y'all, you know, are, 400,000 million followers and you look back at 200. Um, stay humble. Stay humble. It's a good one. I love it. I'll say, I'll say stay hungry. Stay hungry and stay humble. I think when you mix those two together, man, you get a, a potent, potent uh, one-two combo. Definitely. It's a good mix. Yeah, man. All cool. Right. I got, I got that... before, before we, uh, close it out for tonight i got one more oh yeah i forgot about this so we brought it up last week uh we brought up the last sidebars and i definitely did not forget um big body best shout out to big body best one of the most electrifying personalities in all of cable Um, so entertaining very entertaining uh his his uh twitter is just as entertaining as he is on fuck that's delicious so in honor of Big Body Best, I present to you Big Body Best tweets by me. All right, let's go. Let's do it. 
I gotta get in the big body best mindset. Give me a second. I gotta get in my uh in my body bag mindset. Your body bag. I gotta get my yeah. body language mindset. You, you gotta get a big ass poofy jacket, maybe a polo <laughs> hoodie, and uh <laughs> Yep. They told me my aggressive nature, street tactics, and love for leather, <clears throat> and love for love. I can't even say it right. I, I, I can't even be big body best for two seconds without fucking it up. Give me one more. Give me one more shot. All right, one more shot. They told me my aggressive nature, street tactics, and love for leather will one day ruin me. Just imagine if I had braids and patience. Fucking poet. Yo, Goddamn poet, body, dude. Body with, with braids would be crazy, son. <laughs> Yo, he, he should drop a book of just his tweets. Hold on. Shut the fuck like, up. He would make a done. killing off that. Fred, I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. All right. Playing both sides could keep you safe or get you shot twice. But what do I know? I made a living from standing on corners, making hand signals and Spanish animal noises. <laughs> Great. They Brilliant. Don't, they don't even believe in God, but want to pray on my downfall. Things like this are going to make me fall in love with your family. <laughs> I feel so bad for the audio listeners because they have to like watch it, like they have to listen to you like smash the drum. <laughs> like, I'm sure it sounds amazing. I'll I'll try to uh, I'll try to level it out. <laughs> level it out. Real men don't gossip. Speaking negative on another man's name in an interview and trying to ruin his reputation for attention is not acceptable. This is why your baby father still smokes blue dream. <laughs> All right, oh, y'all. You guys good. have a good night. Take care. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, share, fucking bell button, all. Just remember to show us some love. Uh, stay tuned next week. We got a special guest. We got a special interview. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for, for tuning in. Peace. See yeah.